WVOW Local News, now. A report of a naked child with a knife and fireworks resulted in a mother's arrest for child neglect. I'm Aaron Stone. According to a complaint filed in Logan County Magistrate Court, City of Logan Police responded to a 911 call last Wednesday concerning a naked three-year-old on Wilson Street. The complaint filed by Logan Patrolman C. Felder alleged the child was holding a knife and fireworks when he arrived on scene. According to the complaint, the young boy said his mother was asleep. The mother identified in the complaint as 31-year-old Latasha Arrington. According to that complaint, the mother told police that she worked the night before, had a few alcoholic beverages that morning. The complaint further stated that three field sobriety tests were performed on Miss Arrington, and police alleged that she showed signs of impairment on all three tests. Police transported Arrington to Logan Regional Medical Center for a blood draw before processing at City Hall and then transporting to Southwestern Regional Jail. Arrington's charged with one felony count child neglect creating risk of injury. If convicted, Arrington faces up to $3,000 in fines, one to five years imprisonment, or both. All defendants are presumed innocent until proven guilty. WVOW Logan. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. U.S. Department of Education requiring Mingo County Schools to make changes in how it reviews sexual assault complaints under Title IX. U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights announced a resolution agreement with the Mingo County School System following a recent investigation. The agreement commits the district to take steps needed to ensure non-discrimination on the basis of sex in all of its education programs and activities. That's according to a press release from the Department of Education. Title IX prohibits sex-based discrimination in any school or any other education program that receives funding from the federal government. Office of Civil Rights began its investigation investigation in Mingo County after the school system did not complete an investigation of serial misconduct that it did not respond equitably to complaints of sexual assault during the 2017-2018 school year as well as the 18-19 year and the 19-20 academic years. The agency said one of the reviews focused on how male respondents may have been treated less favorably than female respondents. Among other issues, the investigation discovered Mingo County Schools didn't have a Title IX coordinator before August of 2020, didn't adopt and publish the Title IX grievance procedures, had bad record keeping for Title IX, and had a confusing Title IX policy for parents and students. According to information from the U.S. Department of Education, Mingo County School District's files were often incomplete or kept in a manner that did not allow for the office to assess the adequacy of the district's response to Title IX complaints, ultimately determined whether or not the district complied with Title IX at all. The resolution agreement says that Mingo County will designate and identify its Title IX coordinator and provide Title IX training. It will also review and revise its Title IX policies, as well as submitting to the Office of Civil Rights Case file documentation sufficient to show that the district's revised Title IX policies are compliant and effective, as well as publishing compliant notice of non-discrimination. Mingo County Schools will also survey parents and students to assess any needed additional changes. 
The school district also agreed to further review those complaints from 2017 to 2020, take additional action if necessary. Municipal elections coming up in two weeks for the town of Chapmanville. A debate was conducted with council and mayoral candidates at the Tracy Vickers Community Center last week. In the contest for mayor in Chapmanville, current mayor Joel McNeely seeks to be elected to the post he was appointed to by fellow council members back in 2020. That was following the death of then-Mayor Ramey Barker. McNeely's opponent is current councilwoman Robin Adams Mutters. Each candidate was allotted a few minutes to tell the audience of town residents why they should be the next mayor. Miss Mutters, a lifelong resident of Chapmanville, says she wants to grow the town to its fullest potential and conduct more public events for all ages, similar to that of the annual Apple Butter Festival. It's time to grow, people. Let's reach out to our neighboring communities. Let's invite them in. We're better in numbers. We get more state money. We get more federal money, and we can help each other that way. Eliminating school traffic, that's a big issue. We need to consider all options, such as building a bridge to Route 10, uh, to coinciding our traffic lights to work together to move traffic faster through, uh, doing a turning lane, possibly opening Cooler G. And let's be transparent, not only with our elected officials, but with the people of the town. And it's time to have some fun around here. I like to have fun. So let's have some more events for all ages, fairs, festivals, block parties, three-on-three, basketball tournaments, um, karaoke. I like fireworks. I like festivals. I like fairs. If you know anything about me, if you want to go, I'm ready to go. And I'm proud of the accomplishments that I've had the opportunity to be a part of as eight years on council. Mutters and McNeely have served alongside one another for some time on the council. Both have been involved in the town's projects. Mr. McNeely spoke of his contributions since his appointment. He said he has facilitated several grants and will continue to do so as mayor. I've gotten several grants for the, the town. One I'm proud of is $172,000, which uh, pays for at least one policeman for a number of years. Uh, when it comes to the Vicar Center, <clears throat> I, I've worked to expand this. I, uh, I've worked to turn it into an emergency uh, shelter, warming and cooling. I uh, worked with the Red Cross, with uh, Logan Emergency Services. We're first in, uh, on the call whenever something goes wrong in this area to house people. When it comes to the food, uh, food distribution, I work with Pride, sit through the meetings with them, negotiated the deal to get the meal started. Started it, and then the first volunteer I had was Bart Stowers, and it grew. Election day is June 13th. Early voting for Mann and Chapmanville's municipal elections begin tomorrow. This is the longest, hottest stretch of weather so far this late spring. Rain chances greatly diminish after today. Temperatures will climb steadily and be about 10 degrees above normal starting this Thursday for a few days. Rain started late Sunday night in the city of Bluefield. Residents there say it was around 8 o'clock Monday morning the water started to build up and overflow. Airport Road in Bluefield, just one of many streets that were shut down due to flooding. According to Mercer County dispatchers, roadways in Bluewell and Bluefield were closed due to high water. Power outages reported in the McDowell County area and some surrounding areas with restoration expected today between noon and 10 o'clock tonight. All Mercer County schools closed due to that flooding. And according to the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources, free fishing weekend is coming up this weekend. 
Kentucky Fish and Wildlife announced its annual event for this Saturday and Sunday, June 3rd and 4th, at hundreds of public sites across the Commonwealth of Kentucky. State permits are not necessary this weekend for fishing. However, anglers must still obtain permission from private landowners. Size and count rules still apply for all fishing this weekend. For more information about Free Fishing Weekend, visit online fw.ky.gov. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com and on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Yes, we're calling for the heat to continue to build. Now, today, we're going to go with some clouds, possibly a little shower, and then we finally kick the heat in. It's about a 30% chance we see a spotty cell here. And the high temperature will be around 78. We'll start Wednesday near 57. The high near 80, though, on Wednesday as we turn sunny, and then we're just taking off. We'll get back up into the mid-80s Thursday, and we'll be in the upper 80s. And by the weekend, we'll be pushing 90 or so, 88 to 90 in some backyard thermometers. That'll be by Saturday. I'm 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. 